You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, on Walk It Out, I love encouraging women to walk out what God is calling them to. And I think it's so important for us to inspire each other, to encourage each other, to cheer each other on. And this is really what today's podcast is going to be all about. It's encouraging each of us to look at those dreams, to take steps of faith, and to really follow through the big plans that God has for us. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Allie Worthington is known for her straight-talking encouragement and practical tools that help women reach their dreams in business and life. Author of The Year of Living Happy, Ferris Faith, and Breaking Busy, she's a well-known speaker, podcaster, and business coach. Her no-nonsense, guilt-free take on business, family, and balance have led to multiple appearances on The Today Show and Good Morning America. Allie lives with her husband, Mark, and their five sons outside of Nashville with the only golden retriever who refuses to retrieve. And I think that's just awesome. (laughs) Welcome, Allie. Hello. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. It's so great having you. It's so funny, the part about the golden retriever. We we got this puppy that someone got a dog from the pound, and uh, she found out it was pregnant. And so the dog was part Corgi and part Jack Russell. And so we got one of the puppies. He's the cutest thing ever. He is the biggest, fattest, coziest dog (laughs) that, like, the kids are like, he does nothing except lay at your feet, Mom. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. But he's super (laughs) sweet. So it's funny how these pets just, like... Never are what we really expect them to be, are they? Mm-mm. We call her a show dog because she's just for show because she doesn't do anything else. She is just for show. <laughs> okay. We are getting a pandemic puppy, though. Uh, we're going to get her later this uh-huh. year. So who knows what kind of chaos is going to be involved with a puppy. I've never had a puppy before. I've always adopted rescue. So we're super excited. Oh, that's going to be super fun. Well, today we're going to be talking about your book, Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. And I would just love to hear your heart on why this was the book that you wanted to write. Well, at risk of sounding kind of crazy, um, each one of my books that I write, I always pray and ask the Lord to lead me on what topic it is. So for Fierce Faith, for mm-hmm. instance, it's all about fear and worry and anxiety. He just said one word into my spirit, fear. And with this one, I prayed when it was time for me to think about writing again, said, what's the next book about? And he brought to mind a prayer that my mom used to pray over me when I was a little girl. She used to pray over me every night that I would grow to be a great woman of God, strong in my faith and fearless as I face the future. That's what I pray over my sons every night, that they would grow to be great men of God. And he brought this statement back, great woman of God. And I thought, that's dumb. I must have, I must have eaten <laughs> some bad chicken because that's, that's not a book and that's, that'd be a terrible title, right? And I went back to him about three weeks later, like we had never had an interaction. And I said, Lord, wanted to come to you to find out you know, what the next book is going to be about. And in my spirit, clear as day, I heard, 
I already told you. And I said, darn it. Okay, well, now I need to figure out what this is. So I spent about six months praying into it, kind of unwrapping this this topic. And, and where the Lord led me was he has great things for women alive on this earth right now. A, a combination of he has great things planned for women and, and to partner with them that the work that they are doing is important and valuable and it, it matters to God because it brings his purposes to earth, to life, whether it's raising our kids or being an accountant or an entrepreneur, or, you know, volunteering, whatever it is, it's important to God. And at the same time, he wanted a encouragement for women to get strong because life was going to get harder. Hmm. And when I started this book project two years ago, none of that really made sense. You know, we couldn't have imagined a pandemic. We couldn't have imagined so much struggle that we're all in right now. But that's where he took me. And it was it was a really wonderful process because the book was done in December of last year, but I got to do edits right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I got to just do a couple of little mentions in the beginning and a couple of different places of what we're going through now in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Because it's as if I woke up one morning in April and went, oh, I see everything that you were saying, Lori. And I just, I'm blown away by how gracious he is to bring this message to women right now with everything that we're going through because we're in a tough year. You know, yeah. I like to joke that 2020 is the year that shall not be named because it just keeps getting <laughs> harder. <laughs> so that was the the process of this one. And it's been a it's definitely been a partnership with God of me leaning into him and going, okay, I'm not sure what you want me to say. You want me to say what? Okay, we're going we're gonna to go through it. And it's just been really exciting to see the early reactions from people that, you know, things that I felt God was leading me to say in the book that hearing back from women to go, okay, I thought God was saying such and such to me. And, and he spoke to me through the book and confirmed what he was saying. And that's really exciting to me. You know, as, as an author, I don't think it gets better than that. Absolutely. And I, I love that he was already putting it in your heart and putting the words on the page, knowing what was coming. I mean, God is just so amazing <laughs> to do that. And I mean, talk about standing strong. And this is one of the things that I love that I really highlighted in your book. You said, um, think of a strong woman in your life, that woman you look up to. Well, someone is looking at you like that right now. And I just like, that is so good because I think, well, first of all, you talk about that too. We're the worst critics, mm -hmm. but second of all, we've had to be stronger than we ever thought we would have to be. I have friends that are homeschooling or virtual schooling that had no plans of ever doing that, that are also balancing working from home, um, caring for aged parents in different ways than they ever planned before. I mean, everything in, everything in life for everyone looks completely different. And I think a part of it is we are discovering that we might have inner strengths that we never even realized that were there, but it does take us tuning into God, turning to him, seeking him, which is exactly what your book is talking about. You know, to really stand strong, we have to take these steps of faith and take these steps of obedience and shut out that inner critic, um, mm -hmm. which is all what we need to hear. And we're kind of walking through it. So we're kind of walking through the hard stuff. And you're like, here, here's ways to do this better. And I just love how God just prepared you to be able to give this message at this time. Uh, it is, it's a real thrill. Um, I, I always joke that every book is, is me, you know, telling stories of making mistakes. And, and this one, I got to share a lot of 
the, the things that really were making me angry. And one of those mm-hmm. things that I would, I'd open up Instagram and I'd get angry all the time about it. And I'm an, I'm an Enneagram seven, you know, I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of gal. I'm not, I'm not angry by nature, but I kept feeling real anger about this one topic. And it's, I think women, even Christian women are getting fed this, this line of thinking that, you know, we need to hustle for our own worth, Mm -hmm. that we are the heroes of our own story, that we pull, you know, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and our success or failure is just up to us, that we can find everything we need inside of us. And of course, that message is, is so damaging because it's so unbiblical. And we, I fear we have a generation of women who are hearing these messages of self-empowerment instead of hearing the true message that Jesus is the source of our power. Jesus is the source of our wisdom. Jesus is going to strengthen us. And when we partner with him, we can get through anything. But with us as women, we're going into a hard season for many people with their health or with finances. If we keep believing the lie that we're the hero of our own story, when we go through hard times, when we find ourselves failing in different areas, we're not going to realize, oh, I believed I believed a story that was a lie. Mm-hmm. We are going to blame ourselves and we are going to shame ourselves. And if this book can do anything, it is, like you said, realizing the truth the true um, source of strength and Jesus finding, empowering us, finding strength in ourselves. Like that's the recipe for success in life. Not this garbage that we see floating around the internet right now that looks so attractive to people. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, what looks attractive is also photoshopped and (laughs) cropped the right way. (laughs) And so then we're comparing and just years ago, I mean, even before Instagram, I remember there was a friend, um, that well, my husband had a coworker and his wife. He was saying, you know, you, you guys should get together. And she was like the homesteader, garden, fresh pies, and I was like, not that person. Her kids were like <laughs> in all the taekwondo and scholar classes, and I'm like, I'm a homeschooling mom. Like, I just felt so inadequate. And that you know, this was before Instagram. Just seeing her life from a distance, and for over a year, I kept kind of putting it off, and finally. In one morning I was praying, I felt God saying, you know, invite them over for dinner. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I call her up and she's like, great. I'll, I just made peach pies. I'll bring one over. And I'm like, of course you did. Of course. <laughs> like, of course you did. <laughs> and she came over. We ended up hitting it off. Um, and she, I found out she was like comparing herself to me because I was writing from home, a freelance writer, like all this stuff. And for over a year, we kind of had pushed each other away. And then she became one of my very best friends and we supported each other through hard seasons. But until I stopped and asked God, like, who do I need to reach out to today? And he clearly put her on my mind. I was, I would have probably kept pushing her away. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so true about all the social media and everything. I mean, even when we're watching people from a distance, even how they're dealing with the pandemic, I'm like, oh, great, she's making bread. And I'm over here crying because my kids, we'd have no place to go and get some energy out. I mean, we just compare it so much, but really it is, you talk about this, it's in our weakness that we can turn to God and discover what his strengths are for us. And that's where we find our renewal, that we don't have to compare ourselves. We don't have to listen to that inner critic. But when we take those steps of faith and, you know, for, for me, that was that step of obedience, like God, who do I need to reach out to? When we follow the steps of obedience, he has more for us than we ever imagined, but it really is taking our focus off of us to mm-hmm. like 
God's plans for this world. And maybe we have some part in it, which which we do. <laughs> so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's shift. It's a, it's a small shift, but it's the most powerful shift. Yeah, absolutely. So I want I do want to talk about, because I know you talk about it, that inner critic. And I think mm. that is one thing that we all struggle about. So what um, encouragement do you have for us dealing with that inner critic? Because it's something that we all deal with. Well, here's the thing. I think sometimes we think that the inner critic is smarter than we are and she knows more than we do, right? Mm. And the most dangerous critic of all is the one who lives inside of us. And the thing that I'm coming to learn about the inner critic is that she doesn't care about being honest. She cares about keeping us safe. Mm -hmm. Like she worships perfectionism and security. You know, on one hand, she's going to tell you that you have to control everything in your life, trust only yourself. And on the other hand, she's going to tell you that you aren't smart enough or, or wise enough to do anything anyway. And it's not what I've, what I've learned is it's not that she knows more than we do. It's that she's just afraid because when we listen, when we hear our own inner critic voice, sometimes we think, oh, this is, this is like a higher version of myself trying to help me do better. No, she is just like a mentally unstable nanny screaming at us that we don't get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think of my inner critic as Mrs. Doubtfire And she's freaking out because she's afraid I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to fail. I'm going to look foolish. All those things, right? And here's the thing. Anytime we try to do anything at all, there is a high likelihood that temporarily, at first, we're going to fail. We're going to look foolish. We're going to feel like we don't know what we're doing. And that's okay. That is part of growth. That's part of us trying to do new things. But if we think that this shaming kind of inner critic voice that we hear is smart and knows more than we do. We'll give it more power than it had, than it should have. We should just recognize it as that's Mrs. Doubtfire in my head. She's just terrified that I'm going to make a mistake and I'm not going to let her shame me into submission and self-doubt. And when we think of her that way, when we start criticizing ourselves, we can go, okay, this isn't a higher version of me. This is just scared me screaming, I'm going to fall down. I'm going to skin to your knee. You're going to skin to your knee. Yeah. And once we do that, we can kind of accept her, recognize her, but with trusting faith in God and what he's doing in our lives, silence her. Mm. That is so good. And I think, you know, I love, uh, you talk about the screaming nanny that's just like <laughs> so worried about that. And I, are you thinking of, uh, we've adopted kids from foster care and, um, just the struggles we've had with bonding. It's like their therapist says they have been hurt so many times that anytime they feel like, Oh, this could be, you know, my mom's drawn me close. So it's scary. It's a scary thing for them. And so my kids have had to learn like to silence that inner voice that says, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be hurt back, push away. And it's the same thing with us. Um, you're going to get out of your comfort zone or someone's going to laugh at you or you're going to mess mm-hmm. up. And I think it's so important to say, you know what? I don't have to listen to that. And then we go to God's word and he says, I have good plans for you. I have plans for a good future for you. I've created you with, you know, things planned. I mean, we just have to trust that and like, okay, I hear this voice. I don't need to listen to that, but I do need to listen to God. And anytime that I have dared to step out and listen to God and take these little tiny steps of faith, 
um, he has done exceedingly more, but that doesn't mean it's always easy. <laughs> like right. we're never going to succeed right. right from the first step. And when I speak at writers conferences, you know, I've written over 80 books now. And when wow. I'm at conferences, I'm like, I was where you are with nothing published, sending stuff out. Back in the day, we had self-addressed stamped envelopes mm-hmm. to get our rejection letters back from the articles or whatever we were sending him to um, for years and years and years and years. And it's easy to go, you know, well, look what she is. She can do it. And I can't, but I was there where you are. And so not only do we compare ourselves to these Instagram things, we compare ourselves to where someone else is who's been working at it for years and years too our beginnings. And I think that's where the inner critic was like, Oh, you can never do that. (laughs) But really God's like, actually you can, but it is going to take work. And I think that's kind of, kind of where we stumble to. We we think, okay, just because we don't get it perfect the first time that it's not going to work out. Yeah. So good. You're exactly right. I think it's John Acuff who says, you never compare your um, beginnings to, to my middle, Mm -hmm. you know, or someone else's middle. And it's, it's such good advice. Yeah. So you talk about self-doubt too and how to push past that. Cause you know, we're talking about the inner critic mm-hmm. and we do have that moment and it does really, it takes that moment where we either step forward or we're like, nah, I'm not going to do that after all. Mm-hmm. So when we're at that moment of decision, what advice do you have for us about that? Well, one of the most practical things that I work on myself all the time is when I have a moment of self-doubt, I try to imagine it's my best friend in the same situation that Mm -hmm. everything in my life right now, it's happening to my best friend. She's coming to me and saying, what should I do? Should I go for it? Should I not? Should I try to learn this skill? Should I not? Should I I, foster this child? Everything being the same, everything. When we separate ourselves and just get a little distance from ourselves and imagine it's someone else that we love and then imagine they're coming to us for advice, what advice would we give? We almost always say, you should go for it. You're perfect for it. You should try it. It may be a little hard, but you're the person to do this. But when it's ourselves, we have a really hard time believing in our abilities. And I feel like self-doubt is a very successful tool of the enemy. Mm -hmm. When we have a decision to make, should I step out in faith? Should I try something new? Should I go for this? Should Should I follow this little dream or this nudge that God's put in my heart? If we, when we're making the decision, if we're going to go for it or not, we want to ask, if I say yes to this dream in my heart or this thing that I'm going to try, is it going to make God happy or is it going to make the enemy happy? Because mm. God has a plan for our lives, but the enemy has a plan for our lives. He can't, you know, he can't seal our salvation, but he's going to try to depress us and distract us and discourage us. So in all of those decisions, I always say, okay, imagine it's my best friend. What would I advise her? And then if I'm making this decision to go, you know, in this direction, who does it please? Does it please God or will this please the enemy? Because what the enemy wants women to do, especially right now in this time in history, this is the thing that God revealed as I was working on this book. What the enemy wants is for women to hold back and let Mm self-doubt take them out and play small when God is asking women to use their gifts for the, for his glory and for our good. And that gets me fired up because I'm not, I'm not going to let the enemy win. That is so good. And what I love as you know, we're talking about using our gifts and I love the cover of your book where it has three women, you know, arms lifted in victory is what we don't realize is when God is asking us to step out, he's probably asking someone else to step out. And then we end up being together and working together and ends up being more than just us. And I have a perfect example when I was just 
in my late 20s, our pastor asked me to help start a crisis pregnancy center because I had you know lots of past mistakes in my past. So he knew it would fit right with where I was. And as I prayed about it, I thought I had all the excuses like, God, I'm homeschooling and I'm writing. And I felt God just stirring in my heart, like, what about the young women where you were when you were a teenager? Mm. Uh, what about them? How can you reach them? And so I, I literally it was it was pure obedience that I like stepped forward and just take, took small steps. And we planned a training session, me and two other women for this crisis bringing this in there. I mean, we were barely figuring out ourselves. We were barely one step ahead of training all these people. We flew <laughs> someone in to do the training. And we advertise it uh, in the newspaper and our local Christian radio station. This is in Montana, a very rural community. And 35 women showed up for that training. And wow. as I looked around, and this the trainer we brought in from Atlanta, she's like, I've never had a training in such a small community with so many people. And in that moment, God just spoke to my heart. And he was saying, you were so worried about you stepping out and you having to do all this by yourself because you didn't think you had time. But look what I had already been preparing in all these hearts. And so now every time I'm like, I can't do that. I don't have enough time. I'm like, if it's God, he's prepared. Like he has people alongside. And that's why when I saw this cover, I'm like, yes, it's not just about me. And I think that's where we get hung up. We just think, I can't do this. And he's like, uh, not only do you have me, which hello, I'm God, but I'm preparing other women for yeah. you. And I love that that is, that's part of what God is doing um, today. Yeah. So good. So good. So when I've been talking about like times that I've taken the, these steps of obedience. Um, and I know you talk about that in the book. So when we feel that stirring in our heart, what does that step of obedience look like? And what personally have, you know, what has been one of the steps that God has led you in? Mm. That's a great question. I think for all of us, it's individual. Mm -hmm. I think that it's safe to say that a step of obedience normally doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. It's normally not something that we want to do, right? Um, if it was all easy, it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be obedience. It would just be like me and God hanging out all day. And look <laughs> at that. He had somebody come and peel my grapes for me. This is amazing. Um, obedience always hurts. Obedience always feels scary. For most of us, um, obedience can can feel, we can almost obey like a middle schooler getting upset and obeying and like dragging himself up the stairs angrily, you know, like I'm going to do I've it. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, obedience was really scary. He, at the beginning of the book, I talk about where I was in life. I was the founding COO of a, a global ministry called Propel Women that I had closed my business down to take that job because I felt like God was leading me there. And out of the blue, he said, leave. And mm -hmm. it took a long time for me to be able to re leave for, for a myriad of reasons. And when I finally left, after I left, I went back into business coaching and rebuilt my business. But out of the blue, he brought all these people to me to confirm it was time for my conference to come back, Blistem which I ran for years and years and years before I closed everything down to go run Propel Women for Chris King. And we brought Blistem back in November of 2019, and it was amazing. It was everything I hoped it would be. We had it in downtown Nashville. It was, it was perfect, and I was so grateful that God let me do it again. I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I'm doing now. 
I see so clearly I was running it. You had me shut it down. You had me kind of grow and develop for a few years. And now I get to do this. The night Blistem ended, I, you know, told everyone goodbye, got in the bathtub and I knew clear as day. He was telling me not to have it again. Oh, and I was devastated. I was like, why, why am I the girl who has to be a flake? You know, what am I going (laughs) to tell people again? Sorry, I brought it back, but God says just one time. It's like, and I got to tell you, I was angry about it Mm -hmm. and I was embarrassed and I didn't know what I was going to tell people. And it wasn't until, gosh, I choke up just thinking about it. It wasn't until we got into the pandemic and into, gosh, really, it started becoming clear end of April. Well, he was saving me from this Mm -hmm. because if I was going to try to host a massive conference this fall, a pandemic was coming. There weren't weren't thousands of people um, together. And it's just such a sweet example of when he's really serious with us and he tells us, no, no more of this. You have to obey. You can't go in this direction. He's not doing it because we've done something wrong or that he doesn't want us to have fun or he doesn't want us to go in the directions we want to go. It's because he's saving us from something. And he's so gracious to give me the opportunity to obey him. So I'm not in a world of hurt right now with, you know, a hotel and a convention center (laughs) needing me to pay those bills. It's so true because I've had, I think, six events that I was supposed to be speaking at that canceled and they were Mm -hmm. trying to reschedule and reschedule again. And then those got canceled. And it's been really hard for a lot of people. And I love that, you know, you're thinking like, this is going to make me look like a flake. And he's like, I am saving you from all this trouble, all this time, all this planning, because it's not going to happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is amazing. It made me think of um, in 2017, I think I got I've been writing, I write lots of books a year and one publisher that I write often for was going to give me a three book contract and three books and a novella. And yes, I mean, you know, it's just the, the, I've been doing contract after contract and sure, that sounds great. I'm excited to, you know, write more books in the series and tell my agent and the editor. Yes. And the middle of the night, I woke up with such a heaviness on my chest and God saying, did you even pray or ask me about that? You cannot write those books. And I'm like, what I like yeah we I mean we could always use the money we've adopted all these kids (laughs) and it was like so heavy on my like so heavy on my chest that I got up in the middle of the night and like I don't know why but God is just saying no and with my agent might have like okay well (laughs) it was just the day before I told him yes so thankfully the contract wasn't signed um but it was only three months later and my, my grandma lives with us and she ended up falling and breaking her back and I became oh. full-time caregiver in and out of hospitals. And then, I mean, she was immobile. You know, it was like potty, everything we were having all through the day and night caring for her and which was such a joy, um, you know, just to see her worshiping Jesus, even in the midst of the pain, it was such a growing time for me and my kids, even though it was hard. And I thought, God, you knew what was coming. You knew I would ha- need this time to care for grandma. There's no way if I was having to work, on multiple books during this time, I was exhausted just, you know, caring for my kids and my grandma. And it was so, so clear. And it was again, that like you were saying, like he was wanting to protect me. And I was just like happy to go on my merry little way and Mm -hmm. sign more book contracts. (laughs) And I was so thankful I didn't have to write those books during that season. And God provided, um, you know, 
and, and an amazing special. I mean, we had friends that did a GoFundMe to help for some of her care equipment wow. that I needed to care for. Her. And I'm like, God, you are so good. And it's these moments like us. And you, you talk about um, my life and your life. They aren't going to get any easier, but God is going to make us stronger. <laughs> and I thought that is so good because we want easy and God's like, it's not going to be easy. But this no is going to make you stronger. This yes is going to make you stronger. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, is going to make you stronger. And we're like, oh, and we don't we often don't see it like you didn't see it for months and months. I didn't see it for months and months, but it's all for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, and how it's funny, too, because that line was written in the middle of 2019 when when life was relatively easy. So, so much of so much of this message was kind of written in the dark and now with everything we're going through with the lights on, I go, Oh, that is what that meant. And I, I just I hear you <laughs> reference it and I go, I see you, Lord. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so funny, like so many times I used to think like, like now I'm saying, what was I so stressed about last year? <laughs> like, I know. Yes. Compared to this year, I'm like, it seemed pretty easy. <laughs> but, you know, and, it's, and it is true. Like we never can see what's coming. And yet God is making us stronger and growing us in ways that we hadn't thought. And it's just like, he has a purpose in this for all of us. And we could either get upset, get angry that we're out of our comfort zone, or we can turn to him like, okay, how can I stand strong right now? And how can I help my sisters in Christ stand strong also? Yeah. So good. Yes. I love it. Okay. So one um, last thing I know that, you know, you love coaching women and you just love encouraging them. So if we were, you know, if you just sit down with someone that says, okay, I, I doesn't make sense. We're in the middle of all this chaos, but God's calling me to do X, Y, and Z. It doesn't even matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what encouragement would you have to someone right now who would maybe sit across from you and ask those questions? Hmm. That's a great question. I would say, I'm going to speak to you, person out okay. there who's, who's, who's <laughs> listening, that you need to step up and step out and love big and let it all be messy and imperfect and trust God's goodness and his grace, even though things are hard right now, even though nothing makes sense, even though you are sure you are not the person to do what he's telling you to do. And my advice to you going into this next season of life is to stop telling God what you can't do. Mm. Stop telling God why you're not good enough. Stop telling God no through your actions. Because sometimes we would never tell God no, but with our actions we do because we just don't take the steps that he wants us to take. It is it is super easy to play small and safe to hold ourselves back. And what we do is we use humility as a cover for disobedience instead of saying, Yes, Lord, I feel this nudge in my spirit. I'm going to try to learn something new or do something new or whatever it is he's asking. And because God's always asking us to do new things. Yeah. That's, that's who he is. Um, if we say, no, no, that's not for me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Uh, we make it all about ourselves. We play small. We hold ourselves back. We can often think that that's us being humble, but really it's just us being disobedient. And I believe that right now, that God is asking for a generation of women to stand strong and to listen to that little whisper inside of us that says we're meant for more. We're meant to do more, whether that's building a garden or adopting a child or starting a business or writing a book, whatever it is, whatever he calls us to do, it's kingdom work. And we have to stop telling him no. 
that is so good and I think so many times we could say who am I to do this and like you're saying it is it's like we fake humility but really it's just our self-doubt and our doubting Mm -hmm. God in the process and I remember my first novel was um, about the Holocaust and World War II veterans and I'm like who am I like I'm just this mom homeschooling my kids and God's like you're telling your redemption story through this novel like it's about me it's not about you and I'm like okay and I was able as this mom with these little kids to like go interview veterans and they they didn't care they just love sharing their stories (laughs) like it God's (laughs) like this is a story that I want you to write for me it's not about who you are and I love that so much that we think it's humility, but really it is. It's doubting God. And um, there'll be times when I'm like, okay, God, you're the God of the universe. Like you are spinning this thing around. The stars are out there. You know all that. So you can help me with whatever it is that I'm stepping out in. And and it is, it's taking our eyes off ourselves and, and putting them on him. And it just changes everything. I mean, you are such an example of that too. Oh, well, thank you, friend. Yeah. Well, um, for those that are, are interested in what you're doing, and I want you to share like all the stuff, because I know we have book, <laughs> we have podcasts, we have called creative. So just like, give us an overview of, of where we can connect with you and um, just continue to be inspired by you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I have something fun that I just built. I have a quiz that kind of leans into our strengths and our God-given gifts. I call it the what's your superpower quiz, your secret superpower. And if anybody wants to get it, you can just text the word superpower, all one word, to 55444. So it's superpower, all one word, to 55444. You'll get a text from me that gives you the link, and it's just a two-minute test, and it just uncovers some strengths, what you wish other people knew about you, how to stand strong in this season. So it's super fun. Um, The book, Standing Strong, of course, is available everywhere. You mentioned called Creatives. I have a membership site for women who feel called to write and speak. And whether you have written many books and you want to know how to up up the game or you want to get your first book deal, whether you've been speaking for a long time and want to network to be able to have more opportunities, or you know that God is leading you to share messages in the future, you can um, find out more at calledcreatives.com. And I'm Allie Worthington. So I have the Allie Worthington show and I'm Allie Worthington on Instagram. That's where I tend to hang out every day. I love it. And we will have all these in the show notes. So if you miss anything, don't worry. You just go to walkitoutpodcast.com and all the links will be there for you <laughs> in a nice little pretty package. So you can click on it and get to where you want to go. Cause I know that you're going to want to continue to connect with Allie. I know I've been inspired today. I'm loving the book. Um, I'm loving the messages that she shares. And I know that you'll want to continue to connect with her too. Again, the book is Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. So Allie, thank you so much for being here. This is super fun. Um, I have just loved getting to know you better. And I just love just the messages that you're speaking to women's hearts. Oh, thank you so much. Like I said um, earlier before we started recording, I've been a fan for a long time. So <laughs> this is great to get to know you and get to join you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad we got to connect. This has been awesome. Isn't it amazing how God works, how he started preparing these messages for Ali to share with us years in advance. And if you've been listening to my podcast this season, you will see this same theme over and over again. 
God was putting these messages on the hearts of speakers and musicians and writers to share hope with his people. He knew it was coming and he had plans not for us to get discouraged, for us to be strengthened. And I love how he does that. That quote that I keep going back to, I want to repeat it again, um, that I talked about. Think of a strong woman in your life, that woman you look up to. Someone is looking at you like that right now. And it could be a neighbor. It could be someone from church. But it always is your kids. They want to see that strong woman or that strong man and really be encouraged and inspired by you. So don't listen to that inner critic. Um, Push past that self-doubt and take those steps of obedience because you never know how the steps of obedience in this season will impact God's plans for you in the next season. So today's walk it out verse is 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Now, when I was praying about what scripture to include, was standing strong. That's the one that came up to me. We are planting seeds now. In your life, every single day, you're planting seeds. Um, If you have self-doubt, you might not plant many seeds or you might plant weeds. (laughs) But if you have trust in God, plant generously so that you may have generous crops. Just know that it's not about you. It's not about what you can do. It's about what God can do in and through you. So let me just pray for you right now. Dear Lord, I pray for each of us. I pray that you will help us to stand strong. I pray that you will help silence our inner critic with your truth, that we will not use those false thoughts of humility from keeping us to step out and do what you called us to do. I pray that we will push aside our self-doubt and lift our eyes up to you, knowing that if you have called us, you will enable us to do your work. I pray that we may be obedient in all that you're calling us to. And I pray that we will plant generously today in the lives of those around us, in the work you've called us to do so that we may reap generously in the future. I pray for Allie. I pray for all that you're doing, her encouragement, her mentoring, her guidance to other women to encourage them to be strong and within her own family. I pray a blessing on her ministry. And I pray for those listeners out there who maybe think, I don't know, I don't think I could do it. I pray that your voice will just whisper, yes, you can, and I will enable you. Lord, I thank you so much for all the ways that you've just spoken those words to me. In your name we pray. Amen. Again, go to walkitoutpodcast.com. Find out all the links to everything that Allie mentioned. Be sure to continue to connect with her and be inspired. That's what I want for this podcast for you to listen to these men and women and listen to their hearts and listen to their testimonies and to be able to walk out what God is asking you to do because he does have good plans for you and for your life and he does have people he wants you to impact all for his glory. Now, if you are interested in maybe having writing be a part of that ministry that God has planned for you, then know that I would love to encourage you. You can find out more information. We have it in the show notes about my private 
Facebook group called Write That Book. And my goal in Write That Book is just for you to realize that you can take the small steps that you can grow in your writing skills and you can accomplish those dreams. If you have a book that you want to write, if you want to write devotions, if you have ideas for magazine articles, for novels, I've written a lot of it. Also, my friends come on board every month. We have about five or six other experts who come alongside me and to teach you through Facebook Lives on how you can become a better writer and how you can get your work published. You can go to walkitoutpodcast.com Um, And look in the show notes for this podcast to get the link. Or you can go to writethatbook.club. That's writethatbook.club. And you will find more information there. We would love to have you part of our community. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Walk It Out. Thank you for considering Write That Book. And thank you for um, sharing this with a friend. If you know someone who will be encouraged by today's podcast, I would love for you to share it either through the link on walkitoutpodcast.com or you could even tell people to look for Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer on their favorite podcast app or at iTunes. I appreciate you inspiring others by sharing my podcast with them. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.